Hey everyone, I'm Swati Rawat and welcome to the Visionary Podcast where I talk to visionary Indian women with inspiring, intriguing and aspirational stories. What exactly is the right age or time for a woman to begin the strenuous journey into fitness? In the second episode, the visionary is Nirupama Singh. She is a runner, Zumba instructor, fitness and marathon trainer. Her journey into fitness began in her 30s and at the age of 42 she started training for long distance running. She is a podium finisher in major national running events while also being a mother of two boys dealing with typical household challenges. Nirupama has also qualified for Boston Marathon and her story is equally if not more inspiring as her accomplishments. I was born in Patna in Bihar and uh, way back in early 1970s and uh, in a very orthodox Thakur family girls were supposed to be indoor and the field outside our home was meant for boys to play naturally i was inclined to be a part of that playground but i was always pulled in so really did not have any uh, outdoor activity in my childhood and uh, so uh, we were just meant to study excellent academics and at the max go for music class not even dancing yeah sure. because uh, elders uh, uh, totally uh, declined that uh, proposal saying that our daughters dancing on stage and people watching is something they cannot even imagine yes yeah, yeah. it was not supposed uh, to be for girls and women from good families right in school uh, i was an outstanding sports person because i al- was always outside the field so when i went to college it just continued it was only studies and uh, i was good in theater as well but again this was not meant for girls from bihar yeah. so so again i had to pursue academics i passed out i did my post graduate from jnu delhi and uh, got married while i was studying so yeah. as it goes the convent educated girl gets married into a good family gets a very good you know uh, eligible batch uh, boy as my husband in a in a very good family um where uh, the in-laws uh, had put up a uh, you know they said that the you know the girl is not supposed to go out and work so she will look after uh, the family, family the kids the kids, and yeah. affair yeah and and uh, that's how it's going to be and i was i was i did so well in academics and i kind of resigned to this fact because it was also the prestige and sort of reputation what you call that uh, for my parents also my family so living up to uh, their name so resigned to a lot of things in life accepting uh, certain things against my wish and i that became a way of life but having said that then i had two children two boys both cesarean by the age of 30 i had two boys uh all that was i think in my subconscious level it was it's it was a pent up uh, sadness or uh, what do you call that frustration hmm. uh, but i was struggling with myself and kind of fell into depression because hmm. i was loaded with energy and creativity we did not find uh, there was out. no outlet for that um, yeah. and as most we no yeah 
so and most how most women are they like to be perfect in everything so yeah. i also wanted to be perfect in everything i was successful as a student and when i got married i had to make that a success too so i said come what may my marriage has to be successful and so put up a brave front a good wife a good daughter in law and a good daughter to my parents and a uh, good mother to my two boys so so we're trying to be perfect at home but somehow i was not very satisfied in life and it started now showing in my in my sort of in a at a mental or psychological state as in i started falling into depression so early uh, as early as i was in 30s mm. just early 30 mm-hmm. uh, and so much so that i had to seek counselors help and was on medication my husband has been very supportive and uh, this is something i never ever shared with anybody till very late in life because you are labeled as mental case yeah right? it's a dogma attached so yeah yeah so this was kept a top secret within my husband and me and uh, uh, yeah and so my sister was uh, always with me and she she is the one who suggested that i join some fitness class which was happening in my vicinity that would uh, you know at least i'll be able to see uh, meet few people for some time in a, in the day instead of being a cage in the four walls of the house so i didn't know what it was and during my days swati not many women very few women women understood fitness or they would find time for fitness yeah uh, you know we would yeah so there was no exposure so i did did not much think about it uh, just read in the newspaper what the fees was took the money in my hand and went to that uh, aerobic studio paid the <laughs> money and just started going there when i entered the studio yeah. and my trainer asked me to join the group and they were doing jumping jacks endless jumping jacks and uh, i did two of those and felt nauseated giddy i held on to a pillar and it i felt like puking and uh, bladder bursting kind of an experience and this was scary for me yeah. and i came home i got very scared and i called up my gynae who um, that was the day if my doctor that day had told me that nirupma this is not meant for you i wouldn't have been here today yeah. but all credit goes to my gynae who said that i was very weak for my age my muscles were very weak that i felt that way and she said that i that i stuck with the plan and went for my classes so i believed in her and um, no one else was there to guide me so the doctor uh, Uh, you know advised me that i stay with the sessions and get fitter because i was very weak for my age yeah that's how i continued with the sessions and i was extremely weak i was on medication and within two months into training it was very tough in the beginning uh, my body uh, used to break and i used to feel, feel 10 kg weight on my head Uh, the whole day when i used to come back from the session yeah. and then uh, the household chore and everything i used to curse my trainer but then there was something that the next day again i would show up there i don't know what it was uh, so uh, i continued and in two months time i did not feel the need to continue with the pills yeah so i left that uh, uh, anti depressant 
pill. I left it. I didn't even consult the doctor. Yeah. And I was very ha- I was feeling happier, healthier, and you know. So and then I once my trainer was a very uh, sh- sort of a very introvert kind of a guy. He was from the army background, yeah. and I shared it with him, and he felt very happy for me. And that is the day. And today, not even for a day that I have looked back or missed out on my fitness activity. It just grew, you know, stronger. My passion for it just grew stronger and stronger. And now I think it's been 17, 18 years into it. And even today, I mean, I look forward to it. It's such an important part of my life. So that's how my um, beginning was. As and, and that has uh, sort of helped you into improving your mental health so much that you haven't taken your um, medicines ever since, right? No, never, ever. And not only that, it rubs onto the family as in if I'm happy, my the environment at home with my husband, my children yeah. will be comfortable. And that's what my husband sensed it. And he has been very supportive. Even those days uh, that not even once that he uh, showed his bit of sort of you know what do you call that a disappointment or whatever Uh, he has been very cooperative and he has sensed it that my sanity lies in my legs so (laughs) so he's been very supportive and uh, that also helped that he never stopped me that's that's so nice to hear how did you get into fitness and started taking it seriously like what was the what was that transition point so while uh, I was bringing up my two boys, uh, I did a lot of other things as in I did anchoring on stage, uh, you know, hosting uh, music shows or uh, quiz contest. I was multi-talented. I could do a lot of things. And then wherever my husband was traveling, as I told you, I was not supposed to work. Yeah. But in order to satiate my creative desire, my husband would let me uh, do whatever that I w- wanted to. and. I would get opportunity and I would uh, tap the opportunity, but he often moved from one place to the other than that. I would have had to leave it and then go to a new place and then do something new. I also worked with a professor and I am Bangalore. I used to do his uh, collect data for him. So a lot of things I have done in my life, but there was one thing that continued with me was my fitness. Hmm. I was changing uh, my line of work, but fitness just continued wherever that I wo- that wherever that I was. So what happened in the process? I got very strong, hmm. and uh, in the sessions, uh, anywhere that uh, my trainer used to tell me that I was good enough to become an instructor. Uh, so uh, then we were moving abroad. Then I thought of become taking up the certification course, and uh, that's how I got my first certification was through Reebok. Yeah, and uh, I got certified, and uh, I started training. So two, two, three years into being a trainee, I became a trainer, and then in uh, over a period of time, I've done innumerable certification, and the latest has been a certification, which is American Council on Exercise. Yeah, uh, which is like, like a feather in my cap. I have done a lot of hard work to get that. And at this age, uh, when I used to sit with young boys and girls in the class, um, I was almost like their auntie G, but my, you know, that uh, my passion or or my desire for learning was no less. So, So that's how it was. 
I mean, this all sounds, you know, now that we talk about it, it all sounds very nice and exciting and simple, but I'm sure that during that time when you were, you know, completing your certifications and getting seriously into fitness, you must have been facing a lot of challenges. You were also a mom at that time. Yes. You were also a wife. And then you had your own desires and dreams to fulfill. So how were you balancing that out during that time? So uh, Swati, uh, times have changed now. But I come from, uh, during my my time, I mean, of course, from family front, uh, from friends, I was mocked. I was um, sort of, they, they thought I was a crazy woman to do something like this. Because nobody during the, those days, they were doing it. And my immediate family was concerned about me. And they were very scared that I was not young enough to do such things. Uh, because it, I would break my bone or something would happen to me. And that... I had two small children to look after, then what will happen to my family? So they didn't want me to do all this. And my uh, people where I used to stay, people there used to think that I must be un an unhappy woman or having some uh, issues at home with husband. That's why I do such things, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So... I heard all that and I really those days I did not have we were we were not during uh, the time when YouTube and Google was there for me to surf and see what I'm doing or what others are doing so I'm on the right path I really did not have that uh, luxury during those days so I relied on my intuition completely I don't, I, I, those days I didn't know what I was getting into, what I was doing, what was the level, what is the limit and what is that going beyond limit. I had no idea. I just relied on my intuition. All I knew was that I was enjoying it. My body was coping up very well and I was getting stronger physically and mentally happier and uh, on top of the world, then I really did not have to much bother about these things. They stopped affecting me. Having said that, I really did not have any goal in my mind that, of course, I wanted to lose some weight. I was very fat then. Um, so, but I really didn't have had no this and I'm working hard to reach my goal. Believe me, I did not have any such vision. I only had the happiness that I was only happy about the fact that I'm feeling good. I'm good. I'm doing my work well and I'm looking after my responsibilities well. So this yeah. is doing good to me. I'm going to continue with it. That's all. That's all. Yeah, that's, you know, it's pretty good to hear that throughout your journey, you listen to yourself. You shut yeah. out the world outside and you listen to yourself because it's yeah. very hard to work on something when the people who are near to you or, you know, your closest family and they do not believe in you. It's very hard for you to believe in yourself at that time. And I mean, that is, that is the point that makes you who you are, just carves you out and makes you a better person, a stronger person. Yeah. So this was, uh, this was a part of my fitness life. Then comes yeah. running. That's yeah. uh, another yeah. story. Tell, tell me about it. Yeah. So, uh, so there's one more thing that I want to uh, share with you is that sometimes, you know, we utter something and we don't even 
know when it can become a reality in our life. So I was in UK with my husband. He had got a new posting there and I had applied for a job. Yeah. And there in the form, we had to fill up uh, uh, when uh, in the form it was mentioned to uh, I had to talk about my desire or my wish. Mm. And I don't know, out of blues, I wrote there that I, I wish to run a marathon. Back then I didn't even know what marathon distance was, what it meant. Was it five kilometer, yeah. 10, 21, 42? I had no idea. And I was definitely into fitness, but I was not a runner. I don't think I had even run two kilometer at a stretch those days. Yeah. And I wrote that I came home and I told my husband, I don't know why I wrote, I want to run a marathon. And so, and I, we laughed at home. And then it was on the back of my mind that if I have written, that means someday I should run. Let me find out more about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and then we got back to India when a friend of ours suggested that since I was into fitness, I could try running and see how my body copes up, how I fare in this. I said, yeah. wow, here comes my marathon dream uh, and I got to fulfill it. So um, I uh, signed up for Airtel Delhi half marathon in 2009 Hmm. and three months uh, gave it a try to run and the focus was just to complete the distance and in those three months uh, uh, whatever training that I did was uh, training meant for recreational runners Uh, no strict training as such Mm -hmm. so uh, I realized I was strong any distance that a friend of mine used to suggest that I needed to do for uh, completing that half marathon, any distance that he gave, I could com- comfortably finish it and stronger. And then during, uh, uh, in 2009, when I did the half marathon, I completed in two hours, 14 minutes with three months of running and running for the first time, mm-hmm. which during those days was a good timing to get. And then uh, people suggested that I start training for running. That meant that I needed to step out of the house early in the morning with leaving my two children uh, for my husband to handle, to send him to them to school, which, which really was not uh, something I would consider because my priority has been very clear that it's first the family and second my passion so I kept it on hold so for a couple of years till 2014 when my elder son finishes 10th board and joined plus two is the time that I felt I could step out of the house So I kept it on hold for so many years because I was very clear in my priority. Again, here I would say that during those days, you know, we used to hear that a woman's life starts after 40. This is not the case today, but during my time. I mean, my life proves it. As in, my life really started after 40. As in, 42-year-old, I started training for long distance running in a very structured way which was very demanding the training swati is very demanding and uh, i was a fitness instructor i used to conduct my sessions i used to do my own training and within three months of training i was on podium in all the runs all over india 
this wow. came as a surprise for me my mentor my family for my running fraternity because from nowhere i was standing on podium everywhere in 3 months of training so uh, the uh, what i understand is that if i had started training back then in 2000 after 2009 run uh, i would have fared well then but patience i kept patience i fulfilled my duties i uh first and then when i felt the time was right for me to uh you know pursue it more seriously is when i got into it uh and i don't regret missing out on those few years i'm very happy whatever that i have done and however that i have done i'm happy even if it started uh pretty late in my life uh at the age of say 42 uh I- i'm happy and proud about that because you talk about patience a lot is it is that one of the advice that you would like to give to the younger audience and the younger women um it's very it's not very simple i mean i can't just say this for everybody because people have <clears throat> different goals in life yeah. Dif- yeah they have uh, they they are they have different goals in life so i would not say that it went right for me uh, not necessarily that it will be good for everyone hmm. having said that it's very important for anybody to chalk out your priorities yeah and then keep patience and let things happen one by one uh, uh, but never regret what you do or don't that's what i say that don't regret do what you do when you do with full dedication and uh, you know happiness and don't regret if you missed out anything time will come and if it is there in you it will it will happen to you so so patience is relative yeah so who has been a female role model or a mentor in your life so uh, when i was uh, doing my half marathon in delhi of yeah. course i was a slow runner and my idea was to just finish the race and here i see a lady petite lady smart short hair and uh, wearing those sun those dark glasses and yeah. music in her ears and she zoom past me and i was like wow mm. how does she run that way yeah and then and then i i started to notice her in all the events and her name is vaishali kasturi she yes, she's a marathoner right yeah she's yeah. a marathoner and also uh, she's a big name in the corporate so um uh, so i started noticing her and then i found out that she was a year or two elder to me and i was like wow wow so i i have hope so in my <laughs> mind yeah. i started calling her the last i the ivy leaf i would say ivy leaf i named her ivy leaf in my mind as in whatever that she was doing if she was successful i got to got to be successful too so uh, she has been my role model and and when i started training every morning i used to visualize her i wanted to run like her yeah and uh, and that's how she has be she's in, an extremely inspiring and a humble lady uh, a, a brilliant runner yeah. and a brilliant human being i'm sure that uh, the audience and the women listening to this would love to google her if they already don't know about her and read more yeah. about her yeah and about you you guys are such an inspiration especially here indian women that we can look up to 
and you know one thing that i have observed and i could be wrong is that many women here in india due to their professional and personal responsibilities do not prioritize any sort of fitness regime in their life especially in their 30s and 40s so i'm sure the the tide must have turned from your time to the present one but it still exists that 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 problem is still there how do you, how do you combat that yes swati i completely agree with this and uh, very important to discuss this well even today i mean my heart goes out to all the, these women who are still enclosed in the four walls of the house mm. and they and they still feel and age no bar i mean women who are my age even today i feel whenever that you start you can start even today so women are so scared after 40 they are so scared something will happen to them yeah. if they start now they have time but they don't have that uh, uh confidence that you know they'll be able to pursue or it'll boomerang something will happen to their body now that the kids are grown up they are all out they have time but they feel it's too late for them but yeah. my message that i want to reach out to them and tell them that it's never too late body our body is unique it rejuvenates it re- refreshes and it rebuilds whenever that you start training it yeah and you can mold it however you want exactly age no bar so this is the message i want to give to all these women who have inhibition or they are scared or they lack confidence and uh, they are uh, they want to be careful about their body if you really are concerned for your body and mind you need to start it today and don't be scared it only gets better and better it breaks and it rebuilds and when it rebuilds it rebuilds stronger than before you can go back to your youthful you know energy level and the body that you had body is so unique you can go into what you call that age reversal age yeah. reversal for your joints and muscles and hence it will show on your face and in your attitude towards life and you know you start loving yourself more I think you also start respecting yourself more when you start working out. Something Completely. that I've seen. Yeah. Now at this point, I would love for the audience to know about the non-profit initiative that you're working on right now. Yeah, Swati here. I have been working as fitness coach for sixteen plus years. Yeah. And uh, past three years, I've been also uh, working as a running coach. I have my own um, fitness center where I coach the runners. of course i mean they pay me for my skill and that's the value you know we, you deserve. we put, put a value to our skill right yeah yeah so so having said that as i told you i come from a place like patna in bihar and i have a rural background and i know what i have been into in my childhood and my heart goes out to to the girls uh back home in my native place and not just girls but there are there are potential in the underprivileged section who are so good but they don't have the you know finan- they have financial constraint or the exposure or or a mentor to you know bring them in the limelight or in the main platform to the yeah. so so it was always on the back of my mind that what how do i go about how do i uh, you know uh, give back to the society 
you know, and how do I help them? And when I used to go to my parents' place, I used to see that there's no culture of fitness and exercising, uh, you know, and the, where the world is moving and, you know, and I used to see my own um, state in a regressive mode as far as fitness was concerned. Mm-hmm. Very recently, now that this the world is shrunk and people have exposure so very recently uh, you know it has started to what do you call that uh, the evolve in there so so i was reaching out to some of the runners in patna and they connected with me and i shared my desire to help them and guide them in every possible way uh, in terms of coaching in terms of uh, adopting uh, mm. fine potential and uh, so they have formed a group there and they have kind of uh, dug out these fine potential now I have four of them and I am training them we, we are a group of 25 to 30 runners okay. mostly uh, mostly uh, those runners are from village yeah. and and boys and young boys and girls who have stepped out of the village to the towns and cities for education. So considering that, uh, we understand that the financial situation is just good enough to afford their education. And then I have also reached out to girls and women who are stepping out of the house considering uh, the you know the the uh, how conservative our society ba- back there is yeah. so i have i have accumulated i've gathered this group and some old people old men and women i mean it's so amazing it is a diverse group aging uh, age that spans from 16 to 65 oh wow so I've gathered 25, 30 of them. It's a, it's a very cohesive group and I'm training them remotely for the past five to six months now. And uh, when I say I'm training them, uh, Swati, we have to understand that uh, running coaching is very different from fitness classes that we conduct. Uh, we go to a center, we decide a plan, we have a plan in our mind, we execute it for an hour and we come back, right? Mm-hmm. This is not how running running coaching happens. Running coaching is personalized. It is customized. It's one-to-one considering um, uh, everyone's, each one's fitness level health situation and their fitness and running goal in mind so mm-hmm. it is time time consuming and it needs uh, a lot of a lot of time and dedication from a coach's side also having said that i have taken up these 25 to 30 of them yeah. and i cater to them on regular basis uh, um um, I'm connected with them on day-to-day basis. Uh, I also advise them on nutrition, food, and their uh, fitness uh, plan. And uh, it's all working out very well. And also, I also reach out or they reach out to me. They treat me as their mentor, as a guide, and they share their issues in life, the personal problem, anything related to education. I also support them that way. And now that I have four uh, of these fine potential um, uh, to train and they have the po- uh, 
potential to get into professional running. Yeah. I have also, I'm, I'm trying to uh, mobilize my running fraternity here in Bangalore uh, yeah. to help them uh, to, you know, financially and uh, in any possible way that they can. So we are forming a group here. Yeah, and adopting these four runners, and we'll get more of more. Uh, to start with, it is four, and the good thing is that you know here people are they want to help, but they are not sure. They 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 are reluctant because they're not sure where it would go. So uh, I have been fortunate enough; they trust me, and and then we are forming a group to help them. We'll take care of their registration, their travel, whatever uh, their nutrition, their whatever uh, it, that is required uh, for a runner in terms of the. We have a special watch that we wear, and the running gear, the shoes, the uh, running gear, everything everything so we are working on it and every all of this are you funding this yourself or are you accepting donations so, initi- so no initially it has started with me but i have limitation it has yeah. started with yeah. me but i have limitation which i have realized and i have uh, as i told you the running fraternity here in bangalore they are also looking out to help but they don't know how to go about and you know they have to trust the medium so when it is coming through me they are coming in big numbers i have uh, runners all across the world they are ready to help and they have when i shared it with them they are ready to reach out so we are now working on you know making a structure planning it organizing it and then uh, making it happen on a bigger scale uh, uh, so so that's how that, that's how it is it's in a very nascent stage but it's working and let me tell you, uh, Swati, that this is the best thing today that I'm doing. I mean, you know, uh, achieving something for myself, achieving, achieving for my trainees and, you know, trying to help those who need the most. I think this is the best thing that has happened to me. Again, I'll tell you, I had never uh, not really planned or anything but yes it was on back of my mind and then it's whatever uh, it started to work it started to take shape so i feel we need you know whatever comes from within your conscience your intuition it just goes right in life yeah. it takes time but it goes right in life yeah and what, what are your plans for the future personally and professionally so my plans for future, I am 47 plus today and I feel on personal front, I feel I have still to give my best. Yeah. I have, I, my <laughs> I achievement. Yours. Yeah. And having said that, Swati, being a woman, you'll understand that at my, the juncture, the time in, in this age group, I'm in a pre-menopausal phase, right? Yeah. How do we see a woman in this state that the body is becoming weak yeah. uh, you know there's a lot of hormonal changes, changes that happen yes, yes. The, at the mental level physical level there's a lot of change that a woman goes through and by the way it's not easy hmm. it's not easy and am i any different no i'm not i'm also one of them having said that what i have to tell you is that perhaps i'm in a better position to deal with it because I have kept my body strong and Mm. mentally I have kept myself very strong so I am also going through the phase but do I harp on that 
No, I don't. Mm. Whatever is happening, I gracefully, I'm accepting it. I'm letting it take its course. That is one parallel thing that is happening in my life. And it is mm. the same body which trains every day, despite the blues that I go through. It goes for the training. It does it work. It comes back. Yeah. And, and I still feel, even if I'm in this phase, I still feel my feel my best is yet to come. I'm still going to achieve my personal best in all the three uh, distance that I three different distance that I run in the long distance that is 10 kilometer 21 and the 42. I'm still to get my personal best. I'm still to climb up the stairs and and whatever is happening with me uh related to my age yeah. is just a part of process let it happen i am like <laughs> I, I i i tell this nature bring it on uh, bring it on If you would like to get in touch with Nirupama or contribute to her social initiative, please reach out to her at sing.nirupama at gmail.com. That is S-I-N-G-H dot N-I-R-U-P-M-A at the rate gmail.com. Thanks for listening in and please subscribe to the show to catch the next episode. You can tweet at us or write a post tagging our social media handle at the rate launchora and let us know your thoughts on this episode. If you know a visionary that I should feature on this podcast, write to me at swati at the rate launchora.com. This podcast is produced by Launchora, a storytelling and creative learning platform. Theme music is created by Diala Swain. She's a uniquely talented music producer from New Zealand. Do check out her music on SoundCloud or follow the link in the description. I'll see you guys next week with a new visionary. Have a great day.